Hey weirdos, I'm Hannah Sainty and welcome to the Your Weird Podcast, the place that talks to creatives, artists and people living their best lives about how they do what they do, why they do what they do and how being a bit weird is a superpower. If robots are taking all our jobs, we better figure out how to harness the one thing that they can't do, be creative. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Your Weird Podcast. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you today because this is a spotlight on a weirdo. Now, weirdo, of course, does not mean someone who's creepy, but it means someone who is thinking differently, they're being unique, and they're kind of chasing their dreams and whatever they find really, really interesting and really cool. Now, my guest today for this spotlight on a weirdo is a really wonderful dear friend of mine. Her name is Emma Goff. She is an actor, she's a writer, she is a director, and she is the CEO and founder of a company called the Melbourne Actors Guild. Now, it's in the name. This place is based in Melbourne. And it is a place for actors to train, test and restore. What that means is it's a place for actors to go and get some training to learn their craft and to upskill. You know, I've gone and done improv. I've gone and done some stage combat. I've done lots of different things there, as well as you go there to do tests. So you can go there and do your self-tapes and work on your craft and work on your scripts with other people. And you can go there to restore. So yoga, meditation, body movement classes, all these different things. It is absolutely wonderful and outstanding. And I am so proud to have been part of it for the first year of its uh, conception. So it is Emma Goff, the CEO of this beautiful company and a dear friend of mine that I'm interviewing today. The reason why I wanted to interview her is because she's such a shining light of creativity, generosity, curiosity, and undeniable honor in her work. She works really hard on her friends' projects alongside them to make their work bigger and better than ever. And she works really closely with new people to sort of help them bud into beautiful artists who can feel strong and empowered in their craft. Now, I met her during the 2020, I think it was 2020, uh, lockdowns of Melbourne during COVID-19. And I had enrolled to do one of her monologue classes. So I saw her every single week looking at her through the screen as she taught this stuff on how to do better monologues as an actor. It was absolutely outstanding. I enjoyed it so much. We really hit it off. And from there, as soon as we were let out in the world, we became the best of friends. So since that time, I've learned a lot about her, but not any more than what I learned in this interview that I do with her today. It's really interesting to learn about where she's come from, how she's done it, where this like idea for the Actors Guild came into play and why she found it so important to create it. As always with these interviews, there is some homework at the end for you to you know, take away and do something really cool. And it's just a really interesting chat about someone who thinks really differently with a new perspective. Now, I've got to have a little bit of an honesty box at the beginning of this episode as well. So during this episode, halfway through, the roadcaster sort of official audio software drops out and then we're just left with camera audio. I was absolutely beside myself when I discovered this and I was so upset and so angry at myself and that whole imposter syndrome thing came in and that perfectionism and when I gave this because this this episode is actually going to be available on YouTube when I gave this content to my editor I have an editor is my beautiful friend Sam so I'm so excited to welcome him to the team. Welcome Sam. When he edited it and we discovered this massive faux pas and technical difficulty, he told me that the content 
was too good to not post it up. He said that, you know, whilst editing it and discovering that this audio had gone missing, a couple of minutes into the missing audio, he'd forgotten about the fact that the quality of the audio had diminished. Now, I hope this is true and it isn't some sort of bias, but I do believe that what Emma has to say is really beautiful and the fun that we had having this chat was really exciting. And so I hope you find it as exciting as I do. And you can forgive me for this audio faux pas, but as I have, you know, tried to instill in the rest of this podcast, this podcast is all about honouring the bits that are messy, honouring the bits that are, you know, trying to find their feet. And as I try and find my feet with making this podcast and bringing some seriously cool information and inspiration to you guys, I just have to kind of let it all out. And so I do ask you all, for your forgiveness at the lack of audio, but I hope that you get the nuggets of wisdom out of it regardless. As always, let me know what you think. Let me know uh, if you want to stay connected. I will put all of Emma Goff's information in the show notes. And of course, go and check out the Patreon where you'll find the full episode or the YouTube where you will find the breakdowns of parts of the episode. Um, over the next coming week. Now, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And now go get weird because being normal is really boring. We are now recording. Oh, my God. We're doing it. Here we go. Hello, Emma Goff. Hello, Hannah. (gasps) How are you? Very, very good. How are you? I'm really good. (laughs) I'm really good. I'm really excited to have you on this podcast. I'm a little bit nervous. Why are you nervous? Because I feel like we are going to get weird, like really crazy. Because you and I have put together... (laughs) That's it's what I'm always, banking on. Always fun, but yeah, when you've got mics <laughs> as well, this is. Let's see, I'll try and be civilised. No, don't. It's very professional. Civilised? No, here. we're not into that. We don't want civilised. <laughs> That's real lame. No, no, we're not into it. Love What's it. going on? Oh, look, bit of this, bit of that. Um, yeah. I'm sort of in the middle of projects. Like, I don't have any other projects on, just work. And it's kind of amazing because. Yep. Work is full-time, full-on. Um, and it's still creative, like I'm still getting my outlets and stuff. But a little part of me is thinking that maybe I'm on the hunt for the next project. And I have to Ooh. sort of hold that back a little bit just till things get a bit more stable. But yes. you know when you get that itchy feeling, you're like, okay. I, I know it really thing. well. I need that thing to come up soon. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, but. like first a bit of context. Like we're in your space right now. Yes. We are in the podcast room of the Melbourne Actors Guild. Yes, it's very fancy, as it's you can so see. Fancy. We have things on the wall. Textured walls, we which have is satisfying lights. to touch. Um, yes. It's, it's delicious. It's all very... <laughs> yeah. But this has, like, been your main project for, like, the past... How many years since you started um, pursuing yeah. it? Yeah, so this... I got the lease for this place June last year. The build took a long time because Melbourne was going through... Um, lockdown, of course. Oh, that joyful time. And I illegally was fitting this place out by myself <laughs> for multiple months. Um, so, but we kind of opened in Feb. So, yeah, this year's been busy. And it feels like it's been a long time, but really, Feb was not that long ago. It really, it really what are wasn't. we? We're October. October. Everyone's thinking like about Christmas. Six months, seven months. Which isn't long. That's not that long. No. Um, but it feels like it's been like 10 years because I've just jam-packed so much into, yeah, getting this place going. Um, yeah, which has been incredible. Such an incredible. achievement. Had you done yeah. something like that before you oh, this place? no way. No. Not even close. I've never – I mean, 
I've taught and I've done worked casually at retail and I've directed, which is kind of managerial, but not really, but I've never been in such a leadership position, let alone run a business, let alone run a space, like all of these extra things. Um, but every second of the way, I just know it's exactly what I want to do. And so <laughs> that is so it's really amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I love everything and running your own business, you get to do everything. Like I love graphic design. I love admin as weird as that sounds. I love like things getting all organized. Is neat, it because you, you like know? the ticking it off? Yes. Like the writing a listing is fun, but then like it's the, the neatness. Mm. It's like doing maths. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a right way and a wrong way. And when you do it, it's satisfying. Cause you're like, I did it. There's only one answer. So if you've done it, it means you've done it right and it's all little – it's all neat and, you know. So I get a buzz out of that. And the same as cleaning. Like I actually love cleaning. Do you, like all sorts of cleaning? Like, like I'm okay with vacuuming. I just it. find it so satisfying <laughs> taking a messy space or a room or whatever and just tidying it up and cleaning it and making it look the best it can look. And I just – oh, it gets me. But if I had to do that every day, just that as a job <gasps> – wouldn't want to do it if I had to do graphic design only as a job wouldn't want to do it if I had to do admin wouldn't want if I had to teach only teach wouldn't want to do it but yeah, yeah so you need like the constant variety because like they that's all inspire it. each that's other that's it mm. I get to do a bit of I'm very greedy I want a bit of everything I'm a smorgasbord kind of gal <laughs> that's okay I want just, the what's well, it called a buffet a buffet or is that's it more that you're the a nibbler maybe you're a nibbler yes. you're having a bit of everything yes a little nibble because you yep. share with everyone yeah a little morsel tasty morsel tasty a little little tasty yep. bit yeah no, because you're like you're very you're not greedy because you're so giving <laughs> with your time and with everything that you do <gasps> So, yeah. like, definitely not greedy. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Because, <laughs> like, context. So, how I met you yes. is fantastic. So, you know this place too. I do. Very well. Founding member, Hannah Sainty. Hello. I yes. have a card. A big believer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a card. I do. I've still got it. I look at it. I'm like, mm, it's so crisp. You know there's no more of those. Isn't there? No, that's oh my it. God, they were limited The edition. ones who got them got them. That's it. So there's so yeah, delicious. You better hold on to that. I'm gonna. It's it'll like worth it's literally. It's so <laughs> like it's not even in my purse because I'm like it'll get like <laughs> you don't bend the edges. edges. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's you so neat. Keep it. Keep it in a ziploc bag. I might frame it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, like a reversible one. What do those people <laughs> do with the like the toys in plastic or whatever? And they're like, don't take it out of the packaging. Yes. It'll lose its value. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you can it's have that, but for your little card, it is just a paper card for context. But it's a really good GSM. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like you went out. It's a t- the I, details. Um, yeah, look, it was a bit of a splash out. Yeah, but I thought you guys were worth it. No, like yeah. I, I <laughs> felt so on it. I was like, I was just like, because I love cards. I'm like into it. And I was yeah. just like oh. the paper. Yes. See, this is why we get along. Because I know right? you appreciate the same things I appreciate. Totally. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Wait. So I do want to talk about. It. So like. Yes. The way. I'd like to start from how we met because you were yes. one of like you were so inspiring to me. And mind you, so context for everyone, mm. we met due to a mutual friend. Yes. Who is a phenomenal like audio engineer and in, in, in film and mm-hmm. helped with stage productions and that. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, You've got to meet Emma Goff. She's a wicked director and actor. You gotta yeah. connect with her. Yeah, and Rez is such a legend. And ironically, we're all creative, but I met Rez at T two in our retail job. Right. <laughs> I feel like everyone doing retail yeah. and hospi- hospitality, hospitality is like they're just you like the to. most. It's a rite creative. of passage. Yeah, yeah, rite of passage. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and then I was doing online sessions, wasn't I? Yes, monologue. You wanted to get into like stretch your acting muscles a bit. 
And um, was this before lockdown? This was during lockdown. During, so yeah. I had only been back in Australia for a few months. Oh, and then right. I was, thought I was going back to London. Yeah. Found out I was staying. So I was like, right, let's start investing. We're in lockdown. I'll just invest now. So, so you're fresh out of the hub of it all, London. You mm. come back to old dreary Melbourne where there's, you know, next to – no, I shouldn't say no art scene. But there's stuff happening. But there's compared stuff, to London, yeah. there's just not quite as enthusiastic. And then just, we're in lockdown too. That would have been like a creative starvation of some kind. It wasn't. It wasn't. I was like, all right, let me transform this. And so I ended up doing just a bunch of online – stuff so and so good. before I so met proactive. you I did like another online acting one which was just hard but it was like through self-tapes basically I was yes. like fine oh my god great it's gonna stretch like the tech muscle like how yeah. can I work with my tiny room oh my god has everyone been scarred from that now Hell self-tapes yeah. but also oh. like now you're just an absolute pro at it you're just like yeah it's not a big deal yeah like, give me a real challenge exactly <laughs> give me something real but then yes so then like the Mon- when the monologues came along, because I'd just come mm. off of doing a bunch of monologues and things. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is delicious. And then you being able mm. to run them online. Yes. I was like. Yeah, because that was the one I was doing was like a start to finish. If you got given a monologue, where do you start? What do you do? How do you develop character, memorise the text, all that stuff. So, yeah, and that was a real experiment for me too. Was it? Um, yeah, it was the first time I've ever done Anything like that. The only reason I started online classes was because I was I couldn't act and I felt starved. And then I thought my mates would also be feeling that. And so I um yeah we started it as fr- like a group of mates first, and then we were like actually this is really fun just getting together once a week. Yeah. <laughs> over Zoom doing acting exercises or whatever. Um yeah, and then I designed the monologue series, and then yeah actually got people to apply or whatever and pay me $10. <laughs> it was $10 a session. It was like proper sort of, like printouts yeah. and everything oh, that came I got with my, it. Yeah, I got my full-on like package on with that. I Hell was yeah. like, this is the marketing. This is your little take-home pack. You get like – Oh, man. Yeah, you get um, – And it got me. I was like, practice. you mean I get to <laughs> yes. get takeaway pamphlets <laughs> and homework? Yes. Right, homework. language. See, like, da, 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 da. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, any, any course I do that has like take-home – info or um, exercise sheets, whatever. I'm like, yes, this is my jam. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's delicious. Yeah. It's yum. <laughs> I asked – so, yes. like, there's – you've got classes running at the Guild now and there's, yeah. like – we've just been doing improv every week. <gasps> yes. Which is fantastic. So much fun. So much fun. I love fun. improv. Oh, my delicious. Yeah, getting out of – like, away from all of your inhibitions. It's yes. It's so delicious. But what I was going to say was is mm. I asked Scott, the teacher, for homework. <gasps> Did you? Yeah. And then oh it was just like, was like, just notice everything and then tell the stories about them. I was like, nah, I do that every day. That's You're like, where's homework. my info pack, mate? Yeah. I want to print like, out. I want special homework, not who I am already. I can't help oh but look at people God. and make stories up. Like, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. I did a course. Um, it was here as well, actually, but not me. I Someone had came in did it. And Susie, she's a full nerd, but she gave us homework. Her homework was so regimented she's like you will journal a page every single day doesn't matter what you write as long as you write a page and that's like all of her stuff was um no compromise like no non-negotiable non-negotiable that's the one and the other one was meditate for uh 10 minutes a day okay and then we also had a prompt that 
um, we had to read what she gave us because she gave us like academic articles and stuff. And this is on psychophysical acting. So it's such like a, it's such a niche, (laughs) you know, and somehow she had all, like she did her PhD in it, not somehow. She researched it. (laughs) And um, yeah, she gave us like readings to read and then we had to um, take the prompt from the readings and discuss them in the next session. And so every week she would like up the ante a little bit and I was like frothing it. I was, I was like, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's delicious. Yes. My dream is like an actor's army and it's like Ooh. it's not school but it's like more, you know, you've trained mm-hmm. but now it's like you test. Like you've got three plays on the go that you're learning, you know, you're doing exercise in the morning, you're doing voice, you're doing, you know, like all this shit. I just love it. Like it's so intense and you just have no choice. You're all in. All in or, yeah, All in or nothing. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Actors Army. That's what I want. So if someone wants to start that, (laughs) I will join. I love that. Well, because I remember (laughs) like this is what I've always loved about you as well. You're like you're very proactive (laughs) in the sense that you're like you have an idea, I'm going to apply myself to it and then if it doesn't work, fine. Yeah. But if it does, hell yeah, I'm going to ride that wave and, like, let me see who I can get on board. Yes. And I was like, you did this. What was that? Um, I think it was in between the lockdowns again. You did a full recording of a morning routine. <gasps> yes. I remember this. Did I share that with you? You didn't, you didn't share it with me. Oh, my God. But you told me about it. Oh and then you showed me a tiny God. bit. And then you told me how you've been going through it and testing <laughs> it out. Yes. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So lockdown, okay, I think everyone smashed YouTube, didn't we? We just like binged the shit out of anything we could find. Um, And I got obsessed with morning routines. I think a lot of people did. Um, And it was that whole like um, entrepreneur, you know, all this is what billionaires do every day. They get up and they exercise and then they meditate and like all of this shit or whatever. And and so I kept writing, I was developing this list of like the ultimate, the ultimate, morning routine for myself yeah. <laughs> yeah and because I I need that like discipline I need someone to be like you are fucking doing it wake up and do um I recorded it as <laughs> like an audio tape <laughs> and so in the morning my alarm it started with this gong noise like a bong and that's what I wake up to and then it's like this classical music <laughs> It is literally as like like this. And then I recorded my voice um going through stretching, like a stretching routine. Like as in like okay, as bend in down like, and touch yeah, the toes. it's like, okay, we're gonna go left uh neck to the left, now to the right, and now we're gonna stand up, reach for the wow. toes, all that shit. And then it was so detailed, it did all of that, and then it's like okay, now we're gonna sit down and we're gonna journal, and then I had a workout. Recorded it. That's as well. right. Yes, I remember this. And so the workout was fifty squats, fifty sit ups, fifty push ups. Yeah. Every day, and I did that to like music. It was like hardcore, like ooh, ooh, like gym music. So the music changed. I was like, yeah, like really badass. Wait, were you doing of. like positive affirmations through it? There were, were like, yeah, there, at the right. end. It finishes. Yeah. So and then when you finish that, um, you have positive affirmations and a meditation (laughs) and that was um to Wim Hof breathing so there's two and a half uh, sorry 12 minutes of two and a half minute rounds of Wim Hof breathing and then a two minute cold shower (laughs) 
And then, because that's, then, and that's then. all the, yeah, right. <laughs> that's all the like um, the hardcore stuff. And then it changes to this, um, what did I have? I think it was Blackpink, some pop song okay. that I then, after my shower, did my makeup to and like got dressed for the day. <laughs> And the entire thing was an hour and it was just so attractive to me that I knew that if I woke up and played this thing, it just took me one hour and I would literally do all of that and I'd be like, I've done my exercise, I've stretched, I've met, you know, and just having it so compact was just so attractive. I think I did it for about three months. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty day. It was pretty regular. Um, but then <laughs> there's something so weird about hearing your own voice. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought when you said that, that you was were the recording most your voice. So irritating. Like, yeah, it was. I never got over that. I think that's probably why I stopped actually, because um, yeah. I had it in my mind that I'd actually record it for other people. Yeah, like my mates and stuff. Like you know, it'd be funny to wake up to your mate's voice, <laughs> being like, "Good morning. <laughs> How are we going to start the day today?" You know, like I had fun with it. it wasn't that serious, but yeah. um, yeah. That was the intention, but then I was too embarrassed so I never shared it with anyone. And I just did it myself. <laughs> I'm sure they exist. I'm sure these audio tapes are already well, they around. Do. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. this is one thing as well because it's like, you know, as, as an actor and as a director, you would know that mm. understanding psychology is imperative to getting yeah. anything done. Yeah. And that also includes yourself. Yes. yes. So it's like you know that you need the motivation to do that. Yeah. Whereas it's like I like because I'm like willpower and like stoic, just yeah. get over it, get it done, go attitude, go, go. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like just go go go, yeah. And like to have the recording would almost like make me feel like as though it's telling me what to do, and then and I don't like, like it. I don't like it. Until I'm like, what to do. Fuck off. Also, yeah, you get all rebellious today. Yes, I don't like that song. Like, yes. <laughs> oh my god. So oh my god. Yeah, it's like I yes. have like. And because it's like over lockdowns, like I was yeah. writing for the Wellbeing Mag and I was oh, writing about yes. morning routines because like I've had morning routines for years. Yes. And I was just like, I wrote it all down and I was just like, yeah, because it's like for me, like my morning routine comes from like internal. I can't have it external. It has yeah. to come from the inside out. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I know that about my psychology. That's why I don't yeah. buy into it. I'm like, I don't, I can't listen to meditative um, recordings yeah. and stuff. I'm like, it has to go the other way. Yeah. But it's like for you, you know that it had to well, come the other way. Fun, yeah. It's funny you say that because this was, I've never done anything that sort of regimented before. Um, and so it was a new thing for me and I did stop it. Like I don't do it anymore. And I think it was part of that is like be, me telling myself that I have to do it really turned me off the whole thing. And it's the same with my to-do list and stuff. I've come full circle with my to-do list now. But yeah, like running the business and stuff. It's been such an eye-opening thing because at the start I was I used to get such satisfaction out of lists and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to tick this off, tick this off. It was so amazing. But then um, when I started this place, it, like the list was like horrifically long and oh just overwhelming. And so every time I did the list, it would fill me with fear and then I'd be like, fuck you, list. Why do I have to do, you know, <laughs> like you don't control me, you know, like all this. Um, and so I stopped doing lists and I actually got so much done just having it in my head. There was something about it being written down um, was just like too much and I actually found so much more like – I don't know. I was like, yeah, flow and like more active, like having it in my mind. Like I felt more, um, I don't know, sort of like working with myself in each moment as opposed to one o'clock to three o'clock you're doing, you know, like, and so I've found that that 
doesn't work. But now that I've released that, I've gone back to lists. <laughs> and now I enjoy them again. But is it because it's like <laughs> – So I'm a very complicated – I don't know. I don't know I mean, what the fuck I want. I am so – yeah. We, none, of oh, us, God. none of us have the right to try and yeah. think that we can control the brain. Oh, my – Honestly, like we can't even use all of it. I my brain is like it out tricks me all the time. Oh, I'm like, yeah. you are such a moody little conniving, cunning little bitch. Like, <laughs> honestly, but yeah, you're you're right. It's like your mind affects everything, Absolutely. everything you do, and some amazing things that I have done, particularly with this place. I'm like, oh my god, you know, you could look at it from a different way and be like you know, you've done everything you wanted, blah, blah, blah. It's so amazing, amazing. But then you look at it a different way and you're like, this isn't complete. That's not where it should be, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just how you look at stuff determines how you are in the world. And if you can control how you look at stuff, well, then you're like, you're so powerful. Like you can literally do anything you want with your life. Every single day you can make it exactly how you want it. And I think, yeah, that's just the hardest thing is like you always – I don't look for validation. or It's not so much validation but like satisfaction or um, I don't know. I don't blame anything else anymore. I used to blame things like, oh, I don't have this in my life. That's what I need to be fulfilled or that's what I need to feel like I'm getting somewhere or whatever. Or, um, oh, if only I could, um, you know – be living a life that I'm proud of or like, and I don't know, I don't know what you fill it with like relationships, stuff, anything. But now I'm like, actually, it's just whether I'm telling my mind to stop trying to trick me or not. That's literally what it is. It's a huge, oh my God. it's a huge yeah. thing. And it, you've hit the nail on the head. Cause it's one of those, um, like there's a theory around this and it's like the theory of everything will be better when, yes, but when never comes, it never comes. So like, what's good right now? And, yeah. and, and because it's like we do live in a world where it's like everything is so fast paced. Yeah. We don't stop to kind of go, oh, actually, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Actually, and well done. Look how far I've come. Well yeah, done, me. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, past yeah. me. Now, current me, let's get to future me. Like, <laughs> let's get back yes. to it happily. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, you're like bombarded daily with, even if you've got everything, you need this as well. Like, and, and I think we really underestimate the effect of that and I think there should be heaps more regulation and that because this is people's mental health like we're just mm. glorified monkeys we can't control that shit you know <laughs> yes. honestly I feel like it's so irresponsible to be like oh just if you don't want it just don't buy it or if you don't want it just ignore it like ignoring is not natural to us we are programmed to notice and survive and like you know like to tell people that they should just give up on that is just crazy but the amount of brain power and practice it takes to train yourself out of that is oh, oh it's phenomenal so and it never work. it never ends as well because it's yeah. like that thing of going um like I talk about this a lot like when new mm. opportunities come it's like is it an opportunity or is it a distraction mm. things will be super tantalizing it's very hedonistic it's like it's right there and I can do it and it'll be this and that and, da, 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 da. and then you go yeah. down that road and you're like ah it fizzled yes that whole time I could have done that. That would have gotten me further. But it's yeah. like to have the foresight to kind of go, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Which one is the real one? Yes. And the ones that you love, they're the ones that you go back to even yeah. when it fails. Like I remember <laughs> – it's funny. <laughs> this place, right, Melbourne mm -hmm. Actors Gift. Yes. So I came up with this in 2019 
I was like, I want a studio. I want it to have everything you could need to make you the best actor you can be. I want you to be fit. I want you to be well read. I want you to understand art. I want you to have people you can collaborate with that you can that can push you and test you and you can explore, you know, all of that stuff. But then I was on Facebook and I actually found this group I created. <laughs> that you created? I created, I think it was 2014, so okay. years ago, and I called it um, the Actors Exchange. And I was trying Ooh. to create this this group and I added my actor friends and stuff. And I was like, hey, let's all get together and do practice sessions. <laughs> and I remember I a few people joined, but no one bit. No one could come to anything I was putting on or like it just didn't take. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, doing the online things during lockdown, I was like, you know what, I'll just do an online version um, of this group. Let's all do it via Zoom. Everyone's doing Zoom these days. And you're all at home blah, and blah, no blah. one can get away from me. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the same thing. It's like, you know, a few people were interested. I had, yeah, there was probably three of us, three, me plus three of you guys. Yeah. Th- maybe four on a good day. But people would come one day and then not come and then, you know, sort of, you know, in and out. Um, and part of me was so disappointed again. I was like, oh, I thought it would be this big thing. And like, But part of me was so grateful and excited for the little things, you know. And then even here it's like I remember my very first week um, of running sessions and no one came. No, Of course, no one came. And I'd be like, that's all right, we're just a baby, whatever. And then, then you'd get these people booking online but then not turning up and then, then you'd have these awkward sessions with one person. <laughs> You're like, I swear there's more people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. And so all of those hits, you could be like, oh, well, that was a waste of time. But because I know deep down so, so hard that this is exactly where I want to go and I'm committed, I'm like, the next 10 years, this is all I'm doing, you just keep going back. And so I think if if failure deters you, it's the best way to show you what you really want because you won't give up on the shit you really want. You won't do it. Life's, you know, it's too short. It, even if you think you'll give up on it, you won't. It'll still be in the back of your mind and you'll always be thinking, oh, I'd really love to be on stage or I'd really love to, um, I don't know, design cars or whatever. Like the thing that's in there, you have to uncover it. But once you've uncovered it, there's no covering it back up. Oh, yeah. Firstly, I was going to say, that is totally a drop the mic monologue. Oh, in the gym. That was sorry. so good. I really went on a whole thing. No, I loved it. I was like, yum, 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 eating it up. This is delicious. Um, but that's like phenomenal. And like, you know, this is one of the things that I truly believe in. Like, I don't believe that you should fear anything except for regret. Mm. Like, that is my biggest fear in life. I'm all, Like, I always think back to the 99-year-old Hannah, who's still going to be like killing it. I yeah. swear, I know. I've seen be. my genealogy. Yes. My great-grandma does it. She can still kick real You'll high. You'll be running marathons or something wild, like deep dive, deep I'll, sea diving at 90. Like, now I like running. So <laughs> at 90, that's what I'm just like. Oh, my God. Um, but, I, like, it's like I always think to the future, like really old Hannah, and I'm like, mm. how, what are you going to regret, man? Because mm. it's like I look at it now. It's like, you know, the moments in time where you've kind of, You've just been up against the wall and the thing just kept not working, kept not working. Yeah. You go, okay, maybe that's not it. Yeah. So you give up on it and you yeah. walk away. And then it's Try like I've else. looked – Yeah, and then I've looked back at that <clears> and then it was, you know, a few years ago that I was just like, oh, man, like if I died tomorrow, I'd be so mad at myself for not trying. Yes. And I'm yes. just like, if I fail, okay, but like I've just got to do it. Like Everyone I says that, don't they? They say you will not regret trying. Exactly. You will regret not trying but you won't regret trying and failing. Yeah, I and think then that's continuously trying. Yeah, 
Because yeah, I don't know about you. Like, tell me, like, in terms of like the guild and even like um, your acting and mm. your directing, mm. is it something? The things that have led you to do this are there the things that like have they kept you up at night? Have they? Did it just kind of like sweep in and whisper at you oh, and then it stayed man. with you? And then oh, what happened? I think um, I think acting's been probably the hardest thing to crack in to to give myself permission to do perhaps. Um, and I don't know if that's just ingrained in me from like family or life or whatever, or it's just pretty common. Like if some, if you, it's not portrayed as a thing that you're going to be super successful at and it's going to fulfill your life and all that. We always get the horror stories of, you know, um, the best in the business still having a hospo job and whatever. Definitely. (laughs) Um, but I think if that deters you, then, you know, you've got more work to do that, that fear. So for me. Acting, I've been completely fearless in when it's my own shit. Yeah. Um, so at uni I did this piece. I don't even know what the hell I was thinking, but <laughs> it was a container fest. So all of these performances were done in um, shipping containers. Ooh. And so the stage is really small, but you have to obviously make the piece for, this, for the space. And I did this bizarre, I suppose it's performance art. I don't know. Um, there were no words. <laughs> I didn't speak. But it was like I was on stage and then I had this in this giant mound of meat and then I had this moment where I was gorging myself on this giant mound of thing and this crazy classical music was playing and it was meant to be like uh, I had this sack of flour and it said um, – what did it say? Violence or something? It was. It was about. Um, <laughs> it was about sex and violence in in media and art. And wow. I was I was kind of going on the metaphor of us gorging ourselves until we are sick and blah blah blah. Anyway, it's so bizarre. And oh, that's right. And then <laughs> I got my friend who was a plant in the audience <laughs> to stand up and be like, "This is fucked," and like go to. Oh no, they were taking photos. And then I go up to them, drag them on stage, and then slit their throat, and then keep eating. <laughs> Whoa! Like what the fuck? What the fuck? But I think that's the confidence you have when you're young, and so acting for me now has been like, oh, I can't really go back to that because it was so bold and so, like, oh, I don't know. I just haven't invested in that journey to become an actor, and I think it's because now my standard has is so high now. Um, I still love doing it, but in my mind, I've got that thing that it's it just is harder and it requires more of you because I want to go to that heaps deeper level. Whether mm. before I was like, oh, I'm in a musical, this is fun, you just dance around, it's no big deal. But now I'm like, if I'm going to act again, I want to be unrecognisable, you know. I want to be like a completely different person. I want to get really into that character. So I haven't mm. like touched it in a while. I don't know. Like I'm not into – I think you get to a point in your creativity where you don't want to do gigs anymore. You don't want to just do – like – I've, I mean, I've never done gigs. I've never been paid to act. Um, so it's easy. But I I don't want to do projects that aren't mine, yeah. that aren't exactly what I want to be doing at that point. I don't look at things as an opportunity to try it, you know. Mm. So I'm getting really picky now that I'm a bit older. Um, directing's the same except directing requires so much more of you, I would say, in a different way mm. in that you're there supporting everyone else in the project. And so I, same thing, I don't do directing jobs that I don't 100% 
believe in or am obsessed with. And so, yeah, I think sorry, I've been talking for so long now. No, I, love I think it. your question was about how does it keep you up at night and stuff yeah. like that. And I think um, I'm very snobby in the work that I do in that if it's not a concept that I'm thinking about all night, every night, I won't do it. And I think um, that's, I love that feeling, that like obsessive feeling that, you know, you go through your day and it brings you back to that moment where the character does this or that piece of music you could use or whatever and you're just in this entire world of it and it just consumes you. Um, yeah, that's that's the work I make. Mm. Um, that's the work I want to make. And so I suppose I do less than most people. Um, but also it's not my full-time job, you know, and I think that's nice because I've got this place that I can still be creative in. Mm. Um, and so when an idea or a concept comes along that I I then can have that space to grab onto it and to do it and pursue it. But, yeah, I'm not interested in auditioning for a bunch of stuff and I'm not interested in, like, putting my name out there as a director and being like, here, come do our showcase or we've got a concept for this, um, you know, Oklahoma or something. <laughs> like, I'm not – I don't know – yeah, it's, it sounds That's like... That's not why I do it. I don't do it for the for the money, I suppose. Yeah. I do Which it for my own one. satisfaction, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> good thing I don't do it for the money because you don't get paid much, you know, <laughs> like there's not that much in it at this level. Well, it's like it's really hard as well because that's like in all <clears throat> creative industries. Like mm. when you're still – like you've done these incredible projects that mm. so much passion and love has gone into it. But if it yeah. hasn't hit like the, the viral market or it yeah. hasn't hit the celebrity market for yeah. whatever reason, you're still like at apprentice stage even though you are beyond apprenticeship. Yeah, and I think that's hard to move out of that mm. stage um, but that's where you really need a mate who's a really great publicist or producer because even like work I've done, I didn't even record it. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do it. It lives in the moment and then it dies and that's why I love theatre, you know, because that's the purpose of theatre that it is of the moment, of that time. Um, but as far as your career goes, you have to record stuff. You have to publicise. You have to get reviewers, you know. Um, and I th I don't think I've come across a um, a producer that, yeah, would be ever at that stage that they could elevate your career. And you look at other people and, you, you know, I was looking at um, Fringe Festival mm. this year and some of the marketing these artists do, I'm just blown away. I'm so impressed. It's amazing. It is a full-time job. It's a full-time job and you think – you know, someone has done that for you because they, well, you either pay them or they believe in your work. And I yeah. just think it's, it, yeah, it's so amazing what people, yeah, what they're able to do. It's um, so amazing. It's yeah, so amazing. Publicity is such a different game. And I think when you're an artist, if you're trying to do that side as well, it really takes you out of the moment. And all the shows I've done, I've done um, producing as well. Um, and... It does take you out of it. It yeah. really takes up your time and it really takes you out of that beautiful flow, obsessive moment that you get to be in when you're the creative. Yeah, you're, you're acting upon um, analysis as yeah. opposed to inspiration. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. also the, the art becomes about um, who's coming instead of yeah. what the piece is. Yeah. And that 
hurts me so much. It hurts my little soul because <laughs> you get upset and you're like, you sort of beg your friends to come and support you and all of this stuff. And a lot of the time it's because you really believe in the show. But then the other part of the time is, well, you need bums on seats. Otherwise it's just not a good That's night it. out. <laughs> right. It's like half and half. Yeah. So I really want to go back to something that you said before that, mm. um, a theater piece that you did with all of the like oh, yes. I like uh, we just kind uh, of glossed uh, over it a little bit. I did not know this about you. Huge pile of me. Um yes. What was the idea generation of that? And also mm. was that like really strange to the people that you were studying with or like the people who saw it? Because like that like it is bold. Mm. I think um so the weird thing with me <laughs> is I'm a bit of a loner. Mm-hmm. And it actually I think I've done it semi-consciously in order to be able to do what I want to do and not worry about what people think in a way. Um, so, at you, like, I've always been a floater. Like, I get along with people really well, but I don't um, get attached or invest much in relationships. And so at uni, I actually didn't have that many friends that came and saw it. Um, and that was actually the best thing for me because I actually love creating for strangers. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's a bit cowardly because it's so much easier to perform <laughs> um, to strangers. Um, so that one I was sort of just throwing it out there as a thing, trying it on. Um, yeah, and, yeah, no one, no one saw it except Rom, who was my friend who was in it. Okay, yeah. Um, I didn't really ever get her thoughts about it, to be honest. <laughs> she was in it. Yeah. I think she just enjoyed it. But um, I don't think I ever ask people what they thought. Or maybe I'm just used to people being like, oh, yeah, it was good, you know, and they just don't really tell you. Um, I don't A know. A bunch of yes people around yes, you half the time. That's yeah. it. And well, so that- it's hard to tell where your work actually lands because you never – well, maybe even if they're honest, I don't trust it. Like mm. my parents come and see a lot of stuff and um, if they say, oh, it was good, like I I don't trust that answer anyway. Like it wouldn't actually matter what they said. I wouldn't – and that's just me um, maybe as a defence mechanism I sort of block out <laughs> hearing what people think about it. Um, yeah, because if I like it then I'm satisfied. Which is really interesting. So directing interesting. it's easier but acting, yeah, it's harder because you don't know what you're yeah. giving. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's like that's two different nodes. That's good to talk about because mm. so if you're if you're happy making things, like a lot of people and like myself included, I've always been so afraid of what people think. Yes. And it's like it's not even like oh, like I just I want <clears throat> you to like me, please don't judge me, but yeah. it's like I'm so like I feel like I've got this delicate egg of a thing that yes. I made. I feel like I didn't even honor it. Now I'm scared to show it to you in case you make it break. Mm. And yep. whereas it's like to have the boldness, it doesn't matter if that thing is, you know, if it is so delicate because mm. you're strong enough to hold it. Mm. So like from what you're saying, it sounds like you're like, you've got this like strength about you to be able to go, yeah, yeah, I made the thing. I don't know. It, like it's delicate, but it's cool. Like, I don't know. It's a bit weird. It's quirky, <laughs> but do you like it? I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think that comes from early on. I decided that I don't care what other people think because I'm not in this for opinions. I'm in it. And I, it sounds it, not in the selfish way because theatre is all about, well, art in general is all about the audience. It absolutely has to be about them. There's no point 
putting on a show and no one seeing it or putting on a show and it not resonating with people. That's not the point of art, I don't think. Um, and so I think I, I kind of like the decision that I made early that um, the only opinion I care about is mine. And it's it, not in like an arrogant sense but in a way that I think this is the sort of amateur independent level I'm at as well is that if something comes out how it is in my brain – then that's success to me. If like, you know, when I'm directing, the the biggest aim is for what happens on stage, what I see to be what I wanted it to be like in my mind. And to um, and so I think maybe that's just the level I'm at and the level to come is what you're talking about is is more about that original work and because if if what is in your brain is being executed, well then the level up is whether what your brain came up with is of any value <laughs> to the outside world. And so I think maybe I'm moving into that stage. Um, but at the stage I'm at now still, um, and it might be, yeah, who I'm working with and the budget I'm just sort of working around with these, you know, early career projects, I think um, just having it <laughs> be anything like what you imagined is success for me, yeah. That's amazing. So it's yeah. like sort of like your end point, if you will, is just the completion of it happening. It's even before mm. it hits the audience. Yeah, well, not sometimes. Um, so I'll tell you a story. I did a show, um, Fran and Lenny. It's a punk two-hand play and I did it with these two beautiful actors and they were young and um, both started this company themselves and like they're just the best chicks ever um, started their company themselves, put on this show and then I got on board to direct and in rehearsal and, and through the process, I knew what I could get out of them. You sort of get a sense of things as a director and even like uh, I'm an actor's director. So I very much come from, the actor's perspective in that I want to get the most out of the performance in the thing. Um, and so working with them, like you sort of, you get a, you get a gauge of their potential, I suppose, or their abilities. And so we, it was a fringe show. We only had four performances, maybe five. And they didn't get it to the standard I knew they could until the last night. And that was the night I was like, yes, this was a successful run, you know. And we, did, I think we we didn't sell out because it was Sydney. It was Sydney Fringe with the foreigners, you know, <laughs> interstate. And um, every night there were things um, that I knew I could help them with or things that I – it wasn't quite all working together. Um, and even the tech team as well, like, you know, everyone supports everyone. But it wasn't until the last night and when you see it all happening and it has the pace and it has the focus and it has the um, the charged energy that's concentrated on the story, mm. not on the performers or not on the audience or other things, but when it's concentrated on the characters, on their story and the connection that happens and you just – you know when it happens and it's it's amazing. It's just, yeah, I you can't describe that feeling. But as a director, because you, you essentially have no control. Once the show goes, once the curtain goes up, you have no control. Um, and I'm very controlling and I see every <laughs> night of every performance. Um, and yet it was that last night that, that it happened and it clicked and you could see them drop into it and mm. really connect. Yeah, and then – and. 
it's sort of it's an amazing feeling because some people don't know what they're capable of either. Like they were pretty young actresses and I knew they knew they were conf- like very good at what they do because they wouldn't have started a production company otherwise. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time you need those opportunities for an outside eye or someone um, who can talk, who can find a way in that can like unlock things for you because we all do things the way we do them because that's what we know. That's what we've practised that's how our brain works, whatever. That's where our inspiration has been found. But um, when you have a another person come in that has different views or different language or different approaches, um, yeah, you can unlock new levels to yourself sort of thing, you know. And, yeah, I mean, that's what it felt like on that night and just the satisfaction you get from having what's in your head actually put out in front of people I think is amazing. And I think it's the same for all arts, music, visual art, anything. And I think that's what you train for is you're training to literally get what's in your head out there and expressed um, accurately. And I think that's the frustrating thing of when um, you're beginning is that, you know, you have amazing things happening in here (laughs) up in, in your imagination, but to deliver them is the challenge. And that's where pros are pro. It's not just the ideas they have, it's the ability to deliver them um so how they see them yeah so what do you think that that um because like obviously saying that you have to put the work in to get them to reach that point mm. and then you know that it's a pro because they've reached that point mm. if you keep doing it and you're not reaching the pro point yeah like what's the advice for someone um i think finding a teacher is absolutely amazing. So um, I've worked with a few teachers and it's been in different stages in my life and people definitely, uh, you definitely respond differently depending on who you are at that moment. Um, And I think everyone's better when they figure themselves out first or they're comfortable with themselves. If you show yourself love, then you can step on into, um, you know, being being like daring and like being risky and um, risking ridicule and all that stuff, you can you're sort of ready for it and you're open to criticism and advice and all that stuff. Um, so I think definitely finding the right teacher. So just keep trying, keep trying. Like it depends why you're stuck. If you're stuck because of um, your own habits, that can be a different thing. If you're stuck because you're out of inspiration and you haven't found the right um you know the thing the project that will get you up and excited and all of that and giving up your free time on it and stuff not because you're getting paid but because you believe in it or you're really excited by the project um but teachers if someone if you work with an amazing teacher and I mean amazing in that they're amazing at what they do obviously but they're also on a level with you that you speak the same language and you appreciate the same things and you have the same goals. So I think taste is definitely important because you can have the best teacher ever, but personality-wise they're different to you and then you're not going to get very far. It doesn't matter how much wisdom and techniques and advice they can give you. Um, but working with – and I've only just found someone myself. I've been seeking a mentor probably my entire career entire wow. adult life yeah which is it hasn't been long but it seemed long because you know I've been I've been to a few places I've trained overseas I've gone to um 
two different unis, you know, all these different things, all these short courses everywhere. And I've never found a teacher that I've clicked with in that way that really, it's such a weird thing to say. I don't know how to articulate it, but it's like you resonate somehow on a particular level and they say the exact right thing and they read you perfectly and um, they give you things at the right moment, not when you're, you know, if you're too if you're too critical or down on yourself, you don't want to hear certain things. But if you're too positive and cocky, then you need to hear other things. You know, and and it's like they just understand you on such a level that every every bit of training you do with them, they just elevate you. And and I think that's what takes you into your next evolution. Is at, yeah, similar to that outside eye, that different way of thinking, that different way of um, understanding things, and then having that accurately and precisely sort of given to you um yeah that's really amazing yeah, yeah but hard to find right how many times yeah how many courses do you have to do or and whatever to find your perfect person oh, yeah. it's, it's like a soulmate it's it's it is. pretty it's much like as hard as finding a best friend or a soulmate is finding a a really good teacher. And, that, and that's what you're describing yeah. there as well because it, it is – it's such an intimate relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, whether or not it is like your acting teacher or your director. Yeah. Or even like a co-writer or co-collaborator. Like yeah, even collaborator. Like, as well. Like yeah. you've just really got to understand and, you know, be able to like handle each other's shit. Yes. And yes. call it out. Yeah. And, and like – and understand each other. Like sometimes someone might make a joke sarcastically and – they're making a joke, but you're like, oh, they, that was critique of my work. Like, you know, certain people and like you might have different tastes even yep. and, and you're drumming down this path and they're going the other path and you just will never. Yeah, collaborators are the same thing. They're so, so, hard. so hard to find. But then when you find them, it's like work is just a breeze and you speak the same language. And I've also been privileged enough to work with people who are like that that I've found and we just have the same taste, the same ideas and it's 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 more than a shorthand. It's sort of like a symbiosis Ooh. where you sort of – yeah, big word. Ooh, <laughs> um, <it's> like, <laughs> it feels like um, you're growing together at the maximum efficiency or the maximum effect in a way. It's sort of like – just you okay here's a metaphor you're a tree and then there's the fertilizer and you get you know it's the proper shit that you you need it's like there's no it's what goes in that in your veins you know um so yeah if you're both feeding each other then it's incredible where the project can go because um yeah you're both in that state of evolving and and creativity but yeah maximized potential which also gives you like a sense of um Bravery and pride when you have someone with you. Yeah, exactly. Well. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Having someone have your back is, yeah, I can't imagine how awesome that, yeah, like that it feels great. And I think that's where um, a lot of my projects have been solo by choice because I haven't had, I don't want to drag someone else down with me for certain things. So if I'm not confident, I don't want to do it with someone else. But when you're not confident, people are like, well, that's when you ask for help, blah, blah. But <laughs> I'm so different. I will never ask for help if I am not confident in the in the endeavour. Mm. If I'm confident in the endeavour, then I, yeah, I want everyone on board. I'm like, fuck, yeah, jump on this thing. We can. Get on it. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to work at it, but we're getting there or it's yeah. already happening. Yeah. Is that, do you think that the, um, the, if you're not confident in it, is it sometimes have you found that in like a, 
looking at it retrospectively, you've mm. been like, oh, it was actually I needed to test it out and now I have the parameters moving forward and the next one I'll actually yes. be confident. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, well, I mean, if you take this place, the Guild, um, I started off on my own because I didn't want anyone to be taken down. So I didn't ask help for anyone, people. So I've got founding members and they and I wanted to deliver the product to them. Um, but they don't have to do anything else. They're very much clients or customers. You know, I don't want to impinge on anything. And um, that was because I wasn't confident in what I was offering. You know, I felt mm. like um, it wasn't worth the investment yet that they had already given. Um, but now I'm like, mate, if you if you say you're aligned with us, then you better step up and offer some value because this place is fucking cool. It's you know, so there's cool. something, I don't know what it is about um, having your vision sort of completed, but the satisfaction and the confidence that gives you is just like, yes, now I'm ready. Now it's here, you know, and I could, you know, feel regretful and be like, oh, I should have done it before and I should, you know, whatever. But you only know what you know at the moment and it's Captain Hindsight doesn't help anyone unless you're yeah, – and Well, there's always a silver lining anyway. Like yeah. you'd even say if I started it early on, it probably would have crumbled because then there were lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As opposed to starting it during that hectic time. Yeah, yeah. But so like then that brings me to like wanting to know about your inspiration. So the times when you oh, don't yeah. have the, the people with you, yeah. for the times you don't have the project going, how yeah. on earth do you go, all right, I know that this is what I want and it's over there. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to get there. I don't know when I'm getting there, but how do you keep yourself fueled? Oh, fuel is the best word for it. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so the moments in my life where I've been the most down, the most like, and I've been pretty, haven't we all? especially creatives, but like super, yeah, 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 super like there's a whole freaking mob of them around you, you know, these black dogs. Um, And I didn't realise, but I was doing my final year of uh, my double degree and so I did arts and education and the final year of the degree is you do a full year of education, teaching, and I didn't realise but that whole year I hadn't done anything creative and I was like, so mentally unwell and you know all these other amazing things are happening in my life I have a beautiful beautiful partner we had a house all this stuff and you and that's part of a few of my triggers is that I'm like oh you have no right to be unhappy you know all that sort of shit um but yet I had not done anything and I think it doesn't matter what I'm doing if it sparks creativity then it will start filling up it's like a um like a jump starter. Mm. So it could be anything. Um, it could be an improv class. It could be a dance class. It could be um, any kind of project. Just like someone goes, hey, I need a, a poem for my friend's birthday card or something. Like just anything. It's like that can be the spark that you – it might be shit and you might not even enjoy that first one, but you just – just the consistency of creating I think is really important. It's like um, – even experiencing art. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So for me, I've got um, <laughs> I've got a few <laughs> backups. All right. So I know for me that I get stuck creatively when I'm taking things too seriously. So I have to bring in the silly. I have to bring in the stupid. I have to bring in the absurd. It has to be, you know, I don't whatever it is, I just have to do something that reminds me that nothing means anything 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just need it. that reminder. Because <laughs> when I get stuck, I get this sort of paralysis from, um, oh, I can't do that because it won't be right or, you know, it gets. I get too serious. I take yeah. it very seriously. Um, you see it in your body, like moving yeah, around. Yeah, like honestly, like, uh, honestly, uh, 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 you're so rigid yeah. and like, yeah. So you just need to like, <laughs> shake it and like be a bit strange. So humour is very, very helpful to me. The other thing for me is believing in the cause and I always come back to this thing that I just believe in theatre so strongly and I think it there's something about it how it it can educate it can you know help people feel it can just what I think what art does and I think it's come out the most over this lockdown and you know the insanity that's been taking over the world oh yeah um Everything is reduced to um, yes or no, or black and white. Like, everything is opinionated, everything is political, everything is scientific. It either works or it doesn't. And we've been in that scientific mind for a while now. Mm. And I think it's so harmful to humans because that's not our experience. We can't articulate everything and we can know things that we can't say and we can feel things and experience things on so many different layers and levels that doesn't fit into that frame and I think what theatre does is it's actual people up in front of you and so it's the closest you can get to articulating something, articulating your experience and I think that's sort of been my northern star for a while in that I 100% believe in what I do and I believe in the power of art and I believe in theatre as a live experience, as a lived thing like Every night is different. Every night, the same audience could be in the same place with the same show, but on a night that's different and it will still be different. And I just, I love that it's like, it's so organic mm-hmm. and it's so ancient and we have done it for so long and it's so a part of us, this sort of um, expression of what's on the inside. And I think, yeah, if I, if I get real dark and like, you know, unmotivated or whatever... Um, just remembering the purpose of it all is so helpful. Um, yeah, that always brings me back for sure. I love it. The yeah. big old why. <laughs> yes, why the why. Why? Yes. And when everything else, you know, if you want to do something real quick, I just watch Moulin Rouge, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I love it. It's so, it's absurd. It's, you know, energetic. It's yeah. emotional. It's, it's got songs. It's so, got costumes. Yes, it's tragic. It's, yeah, it's all about, you know, artists and, you Yeah, know, hell yeah. Are you yeah. inspiring me? Fighting for the love. love. Fighting I for love the, Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> the best. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Now, so this is like a new thing. I've decided um, I bought quick fire questions. Okay. Fun. Yes. This is gonna be a new thing I'm doing. I have to hold the piece of paper because I can't remember what I wrote down. Alright. Okay. Quick fire. So like nice to be like I mean you can give a couple of sentences, but just see how you go. Okay. Okay. Short and fast. So when have you been called weird? When? When? Um <laughs> I not much to be honest. Oh. Although it's mostly been in looks as opposed to, oh you're weird. You know weird. Yeah, like weird. I was the I was the loud kid. I remember an age and I was so loud and I just had grown-ups like looking down at me and I remember that feeling of the looking down and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll shut up for a bit. Yeah. And then looking at you now, you're like, I'm in that thing. Yeah, right? Well, that and I was doing education and I told my partner's parents that I was taking a year off. I was going to defer and do music theatre for a year 
and the look of that time as well, they were like, oh, are you sure? Like, I was going from something so certain and regular teaching, you know, nice and secure, and I was like, I'm going to do music theatre for you, and they're like, mm, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> so, not quite weird, but... No, yeah. but it's it's strange. Like it's strange for like the, the people yeah. that live like those normal lives, like the yes. fives and stuff, who yeah. don't the not judgment. have these thoughts and yeah. these ideas. But yeah. it's like you're doing it. Oh, it's so strange. How yeah, their priorities like, are different. They want security. That. They want yeah. 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 Totally. Sorry, that wasn't a very quick answer, but yeah. No, I, I realize when I wrote it down, like that's not a quick one. But anyway, um, okay. uh, what what's uh, what superpower do you have? Do I have now? Yeah. So it's like I have a really strange superpower. Where I'm a super recognizer. I did like a test because it was like a weird thing what? a few years ago where like scientists were like, we need to know who can like pick up faces and recognize them. I don't know. Who knows? Probably some weird government thing. I didn't yeah, go you're too a sucker. They've got you to be like, yeah, I did, I did the test. I did the test. I was like, oh, I am right now because I was like, oh, no, like legitimately, I don't know why I remember someone's face. Wow. Some like a mannerism about them and context of where they were. I can remember, I can't remember their names, but I can remember everything else, and I don't. I've never known why until I discovered comedy, and I was like, oh, okay, great. Oh my god! I know where to put it. But it was like the actual like specificity of like it is a super recognizer. <clears throat> like it's a random yep. superpower that has pretty much no value. Wow. Yep. But okay. Like, is there something weird? Um, I can I sleep anywhere, anytime. That's like good like, power. Not joking. On the train, at a station. Middle of the day, just woken up, anytime, anywhere, I could fall asleep. That is insane. I'm yeah. so Maybe not stay asleep, mm -hmm. but at least a solid 10 minute nap. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a power nap. Yeah, it's pretty good. Either that or I'm extremely malnourished. That was something, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Very deficient in vitamin B. Yeah, I'm iron deficient. I ate all the meat in my exhibition and now I cannot yeah. anymore. Yeah, true. I love it. For the record, I didn't <laughs> eat raw meat, it was cake with food dye. But then there was Dude. tongues and gizzards and all of this at the front Ugh. of the pile. But what I was actually eating was, um, oh no, it was bread. Bread soaked in icing, sugar and red wow. food dye. Yeah, just for the record. I mean, I'm like, a vegetarian, so. That's, that's, like, that's really good for the record. I was like, uh, I just ate a pile of yeah, raw like, meat, just like chewing on a giant ox like, tongue or something. There was two parts of me. I was like, ah, oh, what the hell? Because like, I don't eat meat either. Yeah. But then the other part yeah. of me was it's like, vivid. hang on a minute. Like, Poisoning? Yeah, anyway, anyway. it's vivid. You didn't do it. That's great. Yeah, I okay. Um, there were four productions of that show as well, so you can imagine what would have happened. You're just like so. Anyway. Good. You're like, I can sleep anyway, so I'm having some sugar. Exactly. Like, yeah. True. Um, yes. Okay. What is a bad habit of yours? Oh, bad habit. Um, underestimating myself, I'd say. Yeah. All right. Yeah, underestimating in that I always always give myself a pass being like oh no you're too lazy or you're too tired or you're not organized enough sort of thing but what saying all that to yourself does is let allow bad behavior yeah it gives yourself yeah. permission like this is who yeah. i am at the yeah. end as yeah. opposed to i'm doing this wrong fix it yeah yeah well what's a good habit then um a good habit is probably um <laughs> i'm pretty obnoxious <laughs> And I mean that in that um, I will just go and do shit and I don't care what people think. Love it. Yeah. That's power. Yeah. I love it. Um, what words do you live by? Oh, fuck. Um, well, I've got a family 
there's a motto, you know how you sort of get it handed down, Ooh. associated with your family name or whatever. I mean, old school. I don't have yeah, that, but like I love our that. family didn't have one. But then I was like, I want to get a tattoo, and I want it to mean something. So I looked up my last name, and um, ours is uh, Viva ut Vivas, which means live as though you'll live forever. Ooh. And that to me, other people think of it as like, oh, you got to live in the now and like spend your life, you know. But but I think of it as make such an impression that you live on. And legacy, yeah, yeah legacy, mm. and like you, you influence people, and you can um, change the trajectory of how they see themselves, or for the better. Like that's how you help the world is thinking about beyond your death. I think, yeah. Ooh, yes, so yes. maybe that. <laughs> I like that one. That's really good. And um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I wanted to be a whole bunch of things, and I think that's why Oops. I love acting because you get to be all these different people, and oh, yeah. love, love, love. I wanted to be a um, wildlife photographer at one point because I wanted to hike mountains and stay in a cave with a camera <laughs> until the bald eagle comes or something. Um, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be a um, commando in the in the army, jumping out of airplanes. Oh hell yeah! yeah. I consider joining the yeah. SAS for that. Right? Oh, yeah. oh see, SES. yeah, SAS would be the best because then you work for the good guys too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a lot of things. That's good. But, yeah. but you want to do all of it because of the acting. Well, I that's right. That. I'll be an actor that. and I can do it all. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what, what do you have for breakfast? Breakfast? Mm. So this was one of those things I, I decided, um, you know when everyone's like, Mark Zuckerberg wears the same T-shirt every day, so it doesn't have to be. Anyway, it wasn't that conscious, but I've, I have had the same breakfast for probably two years now, <laughs> right. unless I feel really sort of, you know, um, spontaneous. <laughs> um, but always uh, porridge oats mm -hmm. um, with some honey and a bunch of seeds nice. and milk. Yeah, Sometimes, Yeah, a lot of the time I'll add some apple or banana on there too, but yeah, yeah. oats every day. Love yeah. it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> They're good. so good for you. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. <laughs> definitely. Um, and then last one, do you have, so when you are um, like making anything, if you're writing anything, just about to perform or just about to do a stage performance, is there anything you need to have on you or like, do you need to hold like a, a relic? Do you need mm. to have a certain drink? Do you need oh. to have a certain snack? Have you got something? Yeah. Um, when I'm creating, as in, in the process of, the thing I always need is a locked door. Ooh. I need it shut and I need it locked and I need to know that time is unlimited to me. Yeah. When That's when I'm the most creative is when I'm like, it doesn't matter what's happening out there, it doesn't matter the time because I have this thing where I'm always worrying about other people and the time and, and whatever. So locked door when I'm creating. When I'm actually working, like performing, um, nothing, like, nothing ritualistic, like I don't have a lucky something um but i love i do have a meal that i eat i used to eat it before basketball as well <laughs> it's just the best is a bowl of plain rice yum an hour before showtime good yeah and like i said literally no salt literally <laughs> plain basmati <laughs> rice as white as you can get and is there's just something i love the taste of rice i mean like taste is yeah primo yeah, yeah. um and it's just, it's how I set myself up to get the best out of myself performance-wise. Mm -hmm. And I, the night before, I gorge myself on food. And then the day of whatever it is, if it's an audition exam, 
whatever, um, performance, then an hour before the show I'll have a bowl of rice and then for that hour I'm getting in the zone and relaxing. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah. I <laughs> you should that. try it. <laughs> I mean, when I was it's, in Japan, it was really funny. Like, I did, like, I was staying in an Airbnb with this guy, and he, like, obviously he was native. And, um, he, and he was, like, making these, like, rice balls. And oh, I was just, like, yes. And I was like, cool. I was like, what are you putting in it? And he's like, oh, you know, this one's got tuna. So I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then there was just one with nothing. And I was like, what's yeah. that one? And he's like, no, nothing. And I was like, like, nothing? And I was like, no, he's like, that's, like, the dessert one. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're having rice with bits as a meal and then rice with nothing as a dessert. As a dessert! So but it was wow. so exciting because it was just a bowl. It was like yeah. a perfect sphere that oh, he dressed so up good. and then he packed them all. It's all about presentation like in Japanese cut. food, isn't it? Oh, I mean, me, oh. Bogan at like putting in an egg carton. It's funny. It's just like, everything <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. Yes. Exciting time right now. So, obviously, you knew that I was going to ask you what your superpower would be if you could have Oh, anyone. yes. And then I was going to draw you. So yes, I can't wait to see tell it. Tell us, what was the superpower you were after? Will I grab it? Okay, so I really thought about it for a while because mm -hmm. originally I was like, oh, I want to be invisible. Like that would be the coolest, just to it's like really hard run to around and yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know how you'll picture <laughs> you'll fi I've finished it. Um, but then I was like, no, if I wanted to be really, you know, the most me and the most, if I could have any power in the world, I would want to be able to self-actualize people mm -hmm. and that kind of that as a concept if you're going sort of Maslow's hierarchy psychology blah 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 it's people fulfilling their potential essentially and I would um I, I, could you imagine if we all fulfilled our potential and oh, you just yeah. go around you go zap 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 and everyone's working at the best they could work at peak of their ability the peak of their ability and the peak desires. of their knowledge the mm. peak of everything and like I mean, you could get someone, you know, that want to spend their time making little glass miniatures or whatever, but imagine if they were the best damn miniatures that person could make, you know, like... It'd be glorious! It'd be, imagine the world! It'd be so good. Oh, like, man. There would still be battles, obviously, because some people want, you know, different things. But I mean, but if that's I've got not self-actualisation, is it? That's yeah, just, like, that's right. narcissism. You haven't got past the ego layer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I took that have information. You seen that? <laughs> and you that sentence to me. What that I said to me to is that you just want to tell people not to be a dick. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Should I read it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm sure you're gonna put this up. Yeah, there'll be a video of it. Oh my it. god. Abracadabra, you are now a decent human. <laughs> I love it. And the giant penis is like, oh, like, oh, so no. surprised. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I can't exist anymore. Just be I a mean, dick. Um, also, oh, wait, that can is we just brilliant. know that this is the same colour as the girls' like Oh, thank you. With the detail. Oh, my God. And, and also, I know that jumper. Right? I, I've worn that jumper. And are they Blundstones? They are. Oh, my so God. I, you know me so well. Ah! I can't you know, zoom in. There you yeah. go. There we go. I know you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I showed I, I showed oh, it to Jared. He was like, "Oh my god, it looks like her. It's her." I was like, "Yeah, that was." You're amazing. And then yeah. I I thought you multi talented. Know, I've got like another one up. I'm like, I just I can make the penis anything. We can change them all. So I've got like a
<laughs> it's comedy. Maybe it's a, one of those things where you leave it blank and people draw their own ver. You know, totally. I I'm like, I'll it. send it to you and print it out, and then you can have people. Maybe oh you can be one of your marketing God. things. You're oh like, what does Emma God. mean by this? Yes. So I'll just put it on the Instagram page and just see what people interpret first. <laughs> and then they'll have to come and listen and figure it out. That's so funny. So Any excuse to put a penis online. I right, I know. It. it was just, I couldn't help it. <laughs> It's like, it's like the, what's that movie? Like, easy. It was like, addicted to drawing dicks. Oh, and I'm like, I'm um, not. Super bad. Super bad. That's oh, the one. Oh, my. I was like, I actually I'm not. know I was someone like... who was. Oh, really? Like, he drew dicks on everything. <gasps> my my brother-in-law. My sister's partner. Oh, my God. Honestly. And when I first met him, he literally took my diary and drew a dick on every page before oh I got God. it off him. I was like, you do not understand That's the boundary I... you've just crossed here. So. Whoa. <laughs> Was it in pen? Yeah, he was, so, he was oh. the biggest arsehole, but he also doesn't have siblings. So I feel like he's given it out a lot in his life and never had it, you know. Never, like, never evened it out. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what? I have like questions. How entertaining. Was like, so much fun. So much fun. It was really funny. I had to, like, <laughs> like I Googled a cartoon version. <laughs> you didn't model it off your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It looks very it. smooth and attractive. It's, and yeah, it's great. It's giant. Right. So, it's like a good size. It's as big as you. I wouldn't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was jacked, I wouldn't be like, ew. Why did you have to add that weird freckle I've got down there? You know, <laughs> imagine. It's <laughs> mouth. No, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Penises ah, are always fun. But sorry, I'm glad oh, you like Thank you. Amazing. You just made my day. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I just I really like drawing cartoons. Like, I'll just make them all funny. Give me a super power, make it a funny thing. Like <laughs> Is someone gonna draw you? I don't know, one I would episode? like that. Oh I hope my so. god, when you get a visual artist on, you have to get them to draw you. Uh, there's one guest who did draw me, did a like five second drawing. I have a photo of it. Amazing! Mm. What is your superpower that you would want? That I would want? Yeah. Um Oh, do you know, I'm like I'm a little bit torn. I have to think on it properly to decide mm. which one if I had to choose one because I would mm. love teleportation. Oh, yes. That'd be great. But then also I'd like to fly because I can see this stuff. Oh my god, flying. Right? Like both. How flying. can I choose between them? Yeah, flying they're would like, be amazing. They're like the main ones though. Yeah. 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 Because it's just like then I can be effective and get places. Or I can fly I would want to be inspired. flying invisibly so mm. people don't realize you're a freak and they don't do the whole, oh my god, she's the flying woman and they stop paparazziing you, you know? You just mm. want to fly in peace. Yeah, just want yeah. To get up there whenever you feel like it. What if we had like an invisibility cloak? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that'd be fine. Because sometimes yeah. I might be like, hey, I'm being bold. Look at me and my like sparkle top <laughs> oh as I go. Like, and that'd be fun. Imagine. And the whole point, I see that I'm weird. It's fine. Yes, you could fly over the world with something really political on your t-shirt. You're like, Ooh, fuck it. you, like a like an up yours finger or something. That's right. And everyone's just like, what does that no t-shirt knows, say? She's so far away. I can't see it. It's so invisible. So <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, I. Flipped all of you off today. As so. you know, <laughs> the final part of the podcast is yes. the beautiful gift that I have requested all of my guests mm. to give to all of the potential creators out there, mm -hmm. all the creators who are stuck. And that is a piece of homework, something to take away and do. <laughs> Classic nerd move. Oh, yeah. I just want to listen to a podcast. No, you are getting you homework. You will do something. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yes, so the homework I've come up with, and this has helped me um, heaps, and I had it in my bullet journal. I've been 
journaling for ages and I'd have it there all the time. Um, it's two lists and they stay the same. You can add to it, but it's better if they stay the same. Um, and one list is feeders Ooh. and the other list is killers. And feeders is stuff like, for me, it's um, a long cup of tea break. Oh my God, that just brings me right back on to my game. When I sit, I'm like, I have half an hour and I'm not moving. I'm just going to sit and sip this tea um, until I get bored or whatever. So that could be something, or it could be something like Moulin Rouge, the movie, or it could be um, that photo of me and my friend in Paris, or, you know, like it can be anything that feeds you, feeds you and your soul and makes you feel the most yourself and whatever. And then also a list of killers. Mm -hmm. Killers for me, sitting more than two hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. death. Um, it could be not getting outside. Also, getting outside could be a feeder for you, going mm -hmm. on a walk, or it could be also a killer, staying in inside. Um, other examples would be something like um, <laughs> talking to particular people. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> them. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. um, doom scrolling. Maybe, you know, we all have our very personal things, but to actually sit down and really analyse yourself and figure out maybe, let's say 10, you want 10 on each side and um, killers, kill the soul, make you feel gross, you know, not creative, not anything, and then feeders, they make you feel great, they add calm, you feel creative, open, inflow ready to go yeah i love it so that yeah. gives you something to go i feel inspired let me mm. progress it more i feel uninspired i'm gonna go to the feeders list thing. and then yeah. also what is it that i can be changing why am i yeah. being killed yeah yeah you might be like oh i feel really off i haven't felt myself for ages and you go to that list of killers and you go oh fuck i've been inside all day oh fuck i've stared at a screen for more than four hours oh fuck you know all those things oh that's why because i hang out i hung out with What's her name? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love it. So Powerful. don't judge yourself, you know. You go, oh, that was one of my killers. And I've been killing myself. No wonder I feel like this. I love it. Okay, yeah. and then one last bit to that. Where do you keep this list? I keep it in my bullet journal, so my diary, planner. Is it like at the front or is it like what? Um, yeah, sort of just okay. where I know where it is. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you could put it anywhere. You could put it in your locker, at school, I don't know. At work, wherever, wherever you like, good. in your car, stuck to something, I don't know, whatever, yeah. wherever, yeah, it helps you. I like it. That's yeah. beautiful. It's my homework. Beautiful homework. <laughs> send them in. We want to see them. Actually, yeah, please. Yeah. Please send them. Because it would be amazing to see if people have similar things, killers yeah. and feeders. I really think we probably would. I think we have to because there's like yeah. human human elements that we yes. have to have. Like we have yep. to touch the ground. We have to smell fresh air. We have to hug someone yeah. we care about. Yes. With, you know, get to yep. eat good food, eat less sugar. Like there's just these things that, yeah. You know, yeah. So it would be important. So, yes. So please do send them through to the Instagram, which is at your underscore weird. You're weird. You're weird. You are. That's why we're friends. <laughs> I think that was quite civilised. Our conversation. Yeah, I think we did well. I know. Well, we this is go, the first We didn't one. go too crazy. I mean, we will. So. As soon as I bring a topic to you and I'm like, and let's go. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I'm excited for those episodes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. great. Thank you for having me in your space. Totally. And oh, thank you for everything pleasure. you're creating. I, the Guild and you, my heart. Mate. It's beautiful. It's a pleasure.
You're amazing. You're amazing. You're an asset to the world. You <gasps> bring so much world. value to people. And yeah, this I podcast is really this. cool. <laughs> Exciting. Stop. It's really comfortable now. Hey, both the cameras are still going. They did it. We made it. Episode. We got there. Okay. <clears throat> Done. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for getting weird with me. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you really liked the episode, consider signing up to the Patreon where you can help me help you. You'll get early access, uncut episodes, bonus episodes, and some other cheeky extras that you'll have to check out. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Hannah Sainty. Now let's be more creative and less strung out. And remember that you're weird because being normal is really boring.